Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yet our innocence be pierced 
47. Seems like we have our last connection here to the internet. Okay, there we go. So this next song, if you don't have a songbook, is in, in the Bible in the book of Songs, Psalms 47. If you want to turn there, Psalms 47, try to follow along. It won't match every word because these songs are taken from the New American Standard Bible. Translation. So that don't match 100%, but it'll be similar to the AOB Psalm 47. Clap your hands, all people. Shout to God from the voice of joy. For the Lord knows time to be near. A great king over all the earth. So clap your hands, all Thank you. 
the trailer that it would be. The most edifying fiesta that any of us has ever observed. We pray for the congregations in Algeria for help with the fiesta for them and for your protection in that Islamic nation and for their finances and that they are continue to grow in the truth and that there be unity in the truth in both of those congregations in Algeria. We pray to hear of baptisms. We pray to hear of more Muslims in Algeria being delivered through the truth in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray for Brother AJ for refreshment, encouragement, for strength, for mental healing, for spiritual empowerment, for spiritual gifts from on high and victory in his marriage, victory and increase in his ministry. We thank you, Lord, for all the miracles that you have already worked. And we look forward to the next miracle and the next. But you do not change. You're the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever. And you are glorious and wonderful and worthy of all of our praise. We lift up to you, Sister Brittany, for spiritual, mental, and emotional, and physical healing and deliverance and help and encouragement and strength. Thank you, Father, for what's already been done on Alpha and Omega Bible. And we thank you for the revelation that is going to be taught today and how that affects the AOB Bible. We ask you, Lord, to help us to receive this meat of your word and to use it in the right way and to move forward and press forward unhindered in your will and in your spirit. Please help us to receive this information, this teaching, in the name of Jesus, for the empowerment from on high through the power of the Holy Ghost, and to take this teaching and this information and this knowledge to use it for your glory and for your bride to be better prepared and better equipped for the future. And may we bring glory to your name. And may your will prevail on all of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Nice up today. We've got the sermon printed out, sermon notes. Last few weeks, been having to read off the teleprompter. <laughs> Seriously, 
I've been having to read off the telephone because of course my standard is not working. And uh, I was able to get some of those done last night for a change in time to send the sermon notes over to Brother Robert and have him bring it at his place and then to bring the printouts with him today. So finally, back to the way it used to be and the way it should be that I've got my sermon notes in black and white print here on paper in front of me, and that will help me. Although it was just fine over the internet, but it makes it a little bit easier for me to not have to uh, deal with so many computer programs at the same time. So good to see everybody tuned in, signed in, registered, and praising the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Robert has a clear knot on his forehead, but not the Islamic kind. Okay to have a prayer knot. Okay to have prayer needs knees. You know, we should be getting our knees roughed up and our forehead roughed up in prayer. Praying more and more on our forehead and our knees. Amen. Let's turn to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 11, verse 40. When I say Daniel 11, 40, I hope that rings a bell with everyone. Because Daniel 11, 40 is huge and very important to you. To you, I say. Daniel 11, 40 is extremely important to you. Because it is describing the event that you're going to see in the headlines one of these days soon about the events in the Middle East that will propel or be somehow connected to the strong delusion, which will then propel your fleeing. You're fleeing. The time when you're going to have to run for it, run for the hills, run for the mountains, and flee. Because unless you see the lightning and hear the thunder from God telling you to stay where you're at, in your home, in your house, and in your current town, it would be extremely foolish extremely foolish say in your current location I'm speaking to everyone once we see these events once we know that the strong delusion is at the door or once the strong delusion does happen to stay where you are would be extremely foolish unless you See the mountain of God smoking and the lightning and the thunder telling you to stay put. I would be running for the hills because this is exactly what Jesus said to do is to flee to the mountains. So to stay where you're at would be rebellion 
against what Jesus said to do, which is to flee. People say, well, that's just in Judea. But the truth is, the great tribulation will be for the entire earth, every nation, every island. The great tribulation. Well, then people say, well, then how can we escape? If it's going to be everywhere, how can we escape? How can we go somewhere else that will be safer? And then I'm going to have to point you to Revelation 12, in the last few verses of that chapter of Revelation 12, talking about the church going into the wilderness, going into the mountains, going into the wilderness, to be protected by God, protected from the face of the serpent for three and a half years. So if we use our human reasoning, no, we can't find a safe place because the great tribulation and the war and the invasion will be everywhere. And the Bible is clear over and over that God will give Assad dominion over all nations and all peoples and even over the saints, the Bible says. So how can we escape? But if you look at those verses, you, those verses, then you must also look at the verses in Revelation 12 that says that the church will, the woman, will flee into the wilderness to be protected and nourished from the face of the enemy for three and a half years. So God always preserves a remnant. Amen. And that is promised Many times throughout Scripture that God preserves a remnant, he preserves a people, he protects a people, a people of his own, a people that will continue to testify and teach others. And that, that has to happen. He has to save a people, a portion of the church, a portion of the true followers of Jesus, the Eliluji group, in order to have a group of people that will continue to keep alive the AOB, the revelations, the truth, the commandments of God. Amen. And he is faithful to keep his word and to keep his covenant. Amen. God is good. Amen. Praise God. These scriptures are important to us because they tell us what we need to look for so that we'll know when it's time to flee. Now, in Daniel 11.40, I'm reading in a translation called the Alpha and Omega Bible, which is not really a new translation, but rather is the restoration of the oldest scriptures. And you're going to see why today that I can make that claim a restoration of the oldest scriptures that we have on earth. And Daniel 11, verse 40, currently in the AOB Bible, it says, And at the end of the time, at the end of the time, he, Assad, the Antichrist, shall collide with the king of the south. Now, in parentheses, it says either Israel or Egypt or Saudi Arabia. We wasn't for sure who the king of the south was because that could be debated because the king of the north and the king of the south does change identity in different decades, centuries, as borders move and, and uh, different kingdoms come upon the earth. 
and uh, one person defeats another person, that these kings of the north, king of the south, does change identity in different centuries. And it says, and the king of the north also shall come against him with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships. And they shall enter into the land, and he shall break great pieces of pastures, meaning break other nations in pieces, destroy and pass through those nations. Now, the king of the north, where he was already extremely confident, and this is still true, that the king of the north in this context, talking about the end time, talking about uh, the final days, the final month or two before the great tribulation, that the king of the north in this particular end time decade is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO. North Atlantic Treaty Organization. The king of that would be apparently Trump or any president of the United States when it happens. And that would also include Turkey as a NATO member. And we know that Turkey is a very strong enemy of Assad. So it matches perfectly that Turkey, that NATO, that Trump, that the United States would come against Assad. They have been doing that for a long time, consistent, consistently. But then we have to still figure out that king of the south because we was not sure. Well, recently, about a week or two ago, I mentioned that there are three major versions of Daniel that we get our modern translations from. And that is the Old Greek. That's what they call it, the Old Greek Daniel. And then the uh, Theodosian, which is also Greek. But the Theodosian was translated in the first or second century AD, whereas the Old Greek is from the BC. And then your third is the aromatic, which is totally, insanely corrupted. We know that the aromatic and all the aromatic and all the Assyrian manuscripts are the most corrupted, having been added and taken away a lot of verses and paragraphs and so forth and changing words over to the worship of the moon god, YHH Allah. So we don't trust the aromatic at all. The Greek is the most reliable, being related to Paleo-Hebrew, and having preserved the scriptures in Greek for the time of Jesus walking on the earth, that the apostles and Jesus wrote in Greek, spoke in Greek, and taught in Greek. Although there was some aromatic, uh, it was mostly Greek. I don't care what you've read, I don't care what you've heard, I don't care what preacher so-and-so says, I don't care what scholar so-and-so says. We know that Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul, Peter, James, they all wrote in Greek. You can see it with your own eyes. That is what we can see with our eyes. Now, you've got to understand, you've got many people all over the world with their own interpretations of the Bible the own interpretation of doctrine, the own interpretations of prophecy, the own interpretations of what happened and what things were written in, and everybody has an opinion. But as I've said many times before, we don't have a right to our own opinion. 
The only thing we have a right to is to say, I believe or I don't believe the truth. Amen? You either choose the tree of life or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is choosing for your own, which is having your own opinion. If you have your own opinion, then you are going in that broad way of destruction of that tree of knowledge of good and evil, choosing for your own self, in your own opinion, what things are. Instead of having our own opinion, we look at the facts. We look what is proven, what is documented, and what we can clearly see with our eyes. And when things evolve upon the earth, to feel right in front of our eyes, then we have to throw out the door, the trash, the junk that we've been taught by websites, YouTube, and pastors and denominations and parents and friends. Throw all that junk out the door and accept the reality of prophecy being fulfilled right in front of your eyes. Amen. And not only with prophecy, but even with what they wrote and what they taught and what language that they were speaking and writing in, because look at it, look at it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all of Paul's writings, Greek, 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 one after another not aromatic. So throw out the window of all the bullshit lies. And I'll say it just like that, whether it offends you or not, because it's time that people grow up and get bold about what the truth is and what the lie is and make a strong, 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 bold stand against the lies. Amen. And if you don't want to take a strong stand, then get out of the kitchen and get out totally because there's not time to sit on the fence, not time to be just part of the audience, but it's time to be part of the army, the strong, bold army of the Lord is what we need to become. Amen. So there's two things here. In Daniel 11:40, we need to look at the oldest Greek, the old Greek Daniel, which is never used for any translation. Not King James, not NIV, New American Standard. None of the translations use the old Greek. Now, the Alpha Omega Bible for the Old Testament was based primarily upon Britain's Sir Lancelot Brenton translation of the 1800s of the Greek Sintelligent. But we have also very vastly used Codex Vaticanus, Sinaiticus, Alexandrus, and other manuscripts, Dead Sea Scrolls, and so forth. And as each week and each month and each year goes by, as we continue to perfect this translation, we are getting farther and farther away from Brenton's translation of the Old Testament and getting more and more of those Dead Sea Scrolls and the Old Greek and the oldest codexes into this translation more and more constantly. And that's true today. So now, 
where it says king of the south. In Daniel 11, 40, where it says king of the south. I was reading the old Greek Daniel this week, and lo and behold, instead of king of the south, it says king of Egypt. King of Egypt. So it actually identifies who that king of the south is. It is Egypt. That's significant. Because now that we see what the oldest Greek manuscript of Daniel says, that is a revelation of an identity of a nation that comes against Assad at the time of the strong delusion, or perhaps a month or two before, or a month or two after strong delusion, it is kind of confusing about whether this leads up to or ha happens after the strong delusion. Either way, it is in that time frame, very, 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 very short time frame that covers from beginning to ending only five months max of when this would occur near that time of strong delusion. Egypt. Now, when this became apparent to me, it sent off bells ringing and light bulbs. Because Egypt is in the news right now in a very huge way. Now, most people are not paying attention to that particular news, but I have been. And... Like I said, when you start seeing prophecy being true, fulfilled right in front of your eyes, you have to embrace the reality of the prophecy rather than what you have been taught. And what we're seeing right now in the news with Egypt is a conflict between them over the land of Libya, Turkey on one side and Egypt on the other in the land of Libya. And then there is also a conflict over uh, the nation of Greece also right now with Russia and all the players there. Now, so once you understand that there is a current conflict over the land of Libya between Turkey and Egypt, let's keep reading and realize something else. Verse uh, 41, he goes, it says, verse 41, he should enter into the land of beauty, which I thought was Israel, and many shall fall. But these shall escape out of his hand, Edom, Moab, king, and of the chief, the children of Ammon. So Jordan shall escape according to this. But the old Greek doesn't say the land of beauty, that says the land of Egypt that he should enter into the land of Egypt. So we make that correction there as well. And many shall fall. Now the rest of verse 41, after the word fall, the rest of verse 41 does not appear in the Old Greek. So you can scratch out the whole rest of that verse of 41. And then we get to verse 42. And he shall stretch forth his hand over the land, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. So all of these verses are consistently showing a war between Syria 
and Egypt. And Egypt will not have the victory, but rather Syria will. Verse 43, and he shall have the, ma- the mastery or the domain or the control or the rulership over the secret treasures of gold and silver and over all the desirable possessions of Egypt and the Libyans and the Ethiopians in their strongholds. So he'll have control over them as well. So again, didn't I just say that there is a current conflict of Egypt versus Turkey and other nations in the land of Libya? So again, light bulbs and bells should be going off right now. Two nations, two nations that are in the news right now, right now, with a conflict that all the presidents and prime ministers and the United Nations are concerned about, very concerned about, getting out of control. There is constant news every day of either Russia or Turkey or Egypt or somebody sending more troops or more ships or more military equipment or something. And all the prime ministers and everybody are concerned that this situation in Libya could at any moment blow up into something much more serious. So this is something that is happening right in front of our eyes. Now we have to try to understand it better and how it's going to come out in the future. So let me explain a little bit about this situation in Libya. There has been a civil war in Libya for years, ever since Gaddafi was removed in 2011, nine years ago. Now, the followers of our ministry, I saw the light ministries, in that year of 2011, if you was around then, you might remember me saying at that time that the removal of Gaddafi and also uh, President Mubarak of Egypt, his removal, and also the overthrow in Tunisia were all part of the uprising of Assad, that he was behind it secretly. And it was a manifestation of the green horseman of Revelation 6, the Islamic green horseman of Revelation 6. So all that had been declared years ago, and it stayed on the website for a long time. Uh, the website has been edited millions, a million times since then, so I don't know if that still has been preserved. I don't think so, but it was there, and many people read it for years, and it is still true. And now I'm understanding more now than ever before why I wrote that and why I said that. And I just uh, read... Uh, yesterday or the day before one, read that uh, we know now that Assad betrayed Gaddafi of Libya and gave uh, secret information, intelligence, that helped the overthrow of Gaddafi. So that is proof now that Assad was behind that. We also know that Assad was behind 9-11, which happened on his birthday. 9-11.
and it is Assad's birthday, and it was a um, self-worship, which is what birthdays are, self-worship for the Antichrist, or, uh, killing a lot of people, uh, Americans. We know that Syria has been behind uh, the Iranian power structure and the Iranian terrorist structure, uh, the Saudi Arabian terrorist structure, uh, Akela, uh, ISIS, you name it, all the major terror networks, the head chief of the New World Order is Assad. And we get, if you dig for it, if you look for it, it's difficult to find, but evidence is there. And always has been that. I remember years ago, um, before 9-11, how it was in the news saying that Assad is the one that is the most dangerous person beyond Saudi Arabia, even beyond Iran, that was behind uh, the Lebanese bombings against American troops that killed a lot of American troops in Lebanon, uh, the hijackings that were happening before 9-11 throughout the Middle East that Assad was behind it. But people's attention got sidetracked over into other people, other things, and forgot how Assad was in control of all of that. But at one time, it was well known. Now, because Gaddafi was overthrown in Libya, you have a civil war. But only just recently did the Libya situation become much worse because of Turkey sending in a lot of fighters and military equipment. In response to that, Turkey and Egypt has now also sent in a lot of fighters, warriors, and military equipment. So this situation in Libya has greatly intensified this year, which is significant. And guess what? There's at least 7,000 people from Syria that was fighting in Syria that have now been transferred to Libya. 7,000 people that was fighting in Syria that have now been shipped by Russia, China, Turkey, and the different players and shipped them to Libya. The war in Libya is now, you know what? Ultimately, all about Assad. It is. The Syrian war has, for the most part, moved to Libya with the same players, the same people, the same warriors, the same fighters, the same governments. Amen. Now, 5,000 of those fighters, so-called rebels, 5,000, are fighting for the GNA, the Government of National Accord, which is based in the capital city of Libya, Tripoli. And the other 2,000 warriors are fighting for the Eastern Rival Group, that is the Libyan National Army. 
In addition to all of that, Turkey has also transferred 5,000 people from Tunisia to also fight in Libya. In addition to that, ISIS has moved most of their fighters out of Syria to Libya. Make no mistake about it, the Syrian war with ISIS, with Turkey, with the rebels, with all of that, has moved to Libya. Now, all these years of preaching that Assad is the Antichrist and we much must watch the Syrian war, we must now realize that part of that war has moved to Libya and that the Libyan situation and the Syrian situation is tied together and cannot be separated. It is the exact same war being fought on a different land. So with this understanding, with this revelation, the Syrian war has not stopped, and, but rather it has spread. Spread. We could say not just moved, but spread, because there is still fighting in Syria. There still is constant bombing from Israel all across Syria. There is still rebel groups and fighters and warriors and cities under siege. So not necessarily moved, but spread beyond the borders of Lebanon and Syria, all the way into another continent now. It has increased and spread. That is significant. Amen. Now, two sides in Libya. In the West, in Tripoli, government of national court. That is supported by the UN and the European Union as well. So you would say that that is the government. It is the capital city, traditional, historical capital city. And this government supported by the UN and the European Union. So you would think that that is the legitimate government. However, the fact is that government is there and supported by the UN only because, only because it is the government that Obama supported to help overthrow Gaddafi. Now, Gaddafi was evil, absolutely evil, demonic. But that military plot to overthrow Gaddafi was directly connected with the overthrow of Mubarak in Egypt, which was a good guy for the most part, and the overthrow in Tunisia as well, all orchestrated by Syria and Obama and Iran, which are all evil people. So even though the overthrow was considered good by most people, It was not a good overthrow. Sometimes you got to just leave it alone. Leave it alone, especially if you've not got a better government or a better person to come in. 
Now, the other side is called the Libyan National Army. And that Libyan National Army is called the rebels in Libya. And they are in the eastern part of the nation, and they are not supported by the UN. But guess what? That, those rebels, that Libyan, Libyan National Army, is the government of Gaddafi, the one that was overthrown. Now, Gaddafi was killed in that war, in that overthrow. But his uh, prime minister under him or his president under him, whatever they say over there, his assistant, his vice president, basically, is the one that is leading this rebel group. So his people, he, he himself was overthrown at the same time as Gaddafi. So he is, the, he is actually the legitimate ruler of Libya, but everybody's calling him the rebels, and everybody's against him as far as the UN. Now let's go back to that other side in Tripoli. In that side that is supported by the UN and the EU, it is also, that government is also supported by the Muslim Brotherhood and by Turkey, Qatar, Italy, and the Somali National Army, and 5,000 Syrian fighters, and Obama. So this is not a good government that replaced Gaddafi. Muslim Brotherhood, extremely wicked. Turkey, extremely wicked. The Somali National Army, what in the world are they doing? Qatar and Italy. Now let's go back to the eastern side. Who is supporting the rebels? Who is supporting the original government? The United Arab Immigrants, which is in the news for making a peace treaty with Israel. And Egypt, which is listed here in Daniel 11.40. And Greece, which also is in the news, like I said. And Israel, and Russia, and Saudi Arabia. and France and Sudan, 2,000 Syrian fighters, and guess who? Syria. Syria officially is sponsoring and, and promoting and supporting the eastern side, the original government. And the reason they are doing that is because they see that the overthrow was not legitimate, that the overthrow was by American forces under Obama. Um, and so, therefore, Syria sees it as an interference with Middle Eastern uh, uh, sovereignty of nations and so forth. And uh, I guess a lot of these other nations see it the same way. Then. Now, America, right now, under Trump, is trying to be extremely neutral for the most part. And America is trying to stay out of it under Trump. He is saying and declaring that, you know, America needs to try to stay out of other nations' business more than what we used to, that it was a mistake to go into Iraq, that it was a mistake to go into Afghanistan, that war is a mistake, and we need to just make peace treaties and just kiss everybody's butt, basically. 
the libertarian mind frame is what has uh, invaded uh, Trump's brain. The virus of the libertarian mind thinking uh, has infected Trump. The truth is, you, the libertarians are another version of Democrats, thinking that we should not make a strong stand against wickedness and thinking that we should not make a strong stand for righteousness and that we should not support anyone or defeat anyone unless you support the enemy and defeat righteousness. And the libertarians are following right along with that, that keep your nose out of everybody's business and just let the enemy conquer the world uh, and so forth. So Obama, I mean uh, Trump, uh, is trying to uh, just try to win an award of the Nobel Prize. Fact is, in this world, you've got to make a stand. And you've got to be bold and brave, and you've got to knock down the bully. Because if you don't knock down the bully, the bully will continue to bully you and become more bold and more strong. And then the next thing you know, you've got a knife in your back, and the bully has taken over the world. Now, Syria and Russia both is playing a game here. Plan a game. We gotta understand the way that Islamic Islamic nations and communist nations work is that they will play sides to benefit themselves. Not necessarily what's right and what's wrong, but rather what benefits themselves. And Syria is playing a game with this, Russia is too. Now Syria has enemies on both sides. But Assad doesn't want to just follow alone just because everybody else is doing it. He's playing a game. He's playing his cards. What he wants to do is to control and dominate all nations. He is the Antichrist, and the Bible says that he will exalt himself above all. He wants to control Egypt and Israel and the United Arab immigrants. Now, those nations are on the eastern side of the Libyan situation. And he is on their side in this particular case, even though those same nations are his enemy. Egypt, Israel, United Arab immigrants, they are enemies of Syria. But yet, Syria is on their side in the Libyan situation. Why would he do that unless he has something to gain? Amen. You got to understand that Islamic dictators, they will be on your side when it is beneficial for them to gain your secrets, to know what you are doing, to know where your military is. Amen. So they can train right along with you, fly with you ride with you, train with you, hold hands with you, have entrance into your battlefield, have entrance into your sky, have entrance into your military equipment, supplies, and secrets, and radar, and everything else, when they hold hands with you in battle. 
America and everybody else in this world needs to learn a lesson to not hold hands with the enemy. Now, I am a firm Trump supporter on many issues, but sometimes being a human, being capable of mistakes, Trump is simply flat out wrong signing these peace treaties with the enemy. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. What happened over and over again in the Bible and in history? What happened when the leaders of England signed peace treaties with Hitler? What happened? Hitler broke those peace treaties. What happened in the Bible when peace treaties were signed between Israel and the enemy? The enemy broke those peace treaties. Amen. It may look good right now of Trump being a man of peace, but I guarantee you these Islamic nations or the United Arab immigrants and the other ones will be in the war attacking Israel, the very nation that they're making a peace treaty with right now. Islamic nations, once they're Maori, once they're in time Islamic leader, which they are waiting for and praying for, once they're in time Islamic leader, Assad, appears in what the Bible calls in 2 Thessalonians 2, the strong delusion. Daniel 12 calls it the abomination of desolation. Matthew 24 calls it the abomination of desolation. When that Maori, Assad, Bashar, when he stands up in this war, the Libyan war and the Egyptian war, when he stands up and manifests his greater role to portray the United Arab immigrants and then defeat the United Arab immigrants and portray Egypt and defeat Egypt, and maintain complete control of Libya, as it says here in the Bible. Amen. Once he defeats those nations, they will bow and kiss his feet. Because not only will he take over those nations, he will take over Israel too. That's very clear in the Bible. Very clear. Revelation 11, Ezekiel 38, here in Daniel 11 and Daniel 4 or 12 as well. Other places. Daniel 7, other places throughout the Bible. That the holy city Jerusalem shall be tread underfoot for 42 months, 1260 days, time and time and half of times. Over and over and over. This is clear and it's going to happen. Assad is playing his cards. We might not understand every card he plays, but he's playing his cards. And eventually, his goal is to defeat Turkey and all nations on earth, including America and Israel. He's not likely to follow in line with the alliance but rather play the cards and stab the back. 
Let's go over to Ezekiel 38 now. Ezekiel 38. Let's start in verse 1 so we can get the context better for the people that might be listening for the first time that may not be as, as familiar with these scriptures. Page 133 in the old copy. I've not got a brand new copy of the paperbacks yet. And I'm still making some more changes. As you see today, I'm making more changes. And then by the end of this month, we'll order even brand new copies. We'll update paperbacks again, PDF, eSword, text-to-speech, all of that will be updated again by the end of this month. And then we'll order brand new paperbacks. And uh, we'll check into shipping the Sea of America, uh, if we can ship outside the United States yet or not. And either way, what we might just do is just send the electronic files to everybody and have you uh, go to a local printer shop and have them print it out for you. And that might be the cheapest way, regardless of anything, uh, any other possibility. We might do that. And we've got to prepare for the feast, and I want everybody being very serious, extremely serious about keeping the feast this year. This may be the very last feast that we have in freedom to enjoy ourselves and keep the feast in the way it's really perfectly kept. So I believe it's important to continue to keep God's commandment holy days. In Ezekiel 38, verse 1, And the word of Jesus came to me, saying, Son of humans, set your face against God, against the land of Magog, Rosh, Putin, Prince of Moscow, and Tobon. I prophesy against him. So it's talking about Russia. Putin being a leader of this alliance, that doesn't mean that Putin is the Antichrist, but rather that he is a military arm of Assad, that he is the missile, that he is the muscle, that he is the protein that Assad will use to lead this alliance because the Syrian army can't do it alone as far as conquering Israel and conquering the world. He has to use a Putin. He has to use Magog. He has to use China and Russia both as his two main forces in addition to his own army. And this is a prophecy against him. Verse 3, And say to him, Thus said the Lord Jesus, Behold, I am against you, Rosh, Putin, Prince of Moscow, Prince of all, I will turn you about and put hooks into your jaws. And I will gather you and all of your hosts, all of your armies, horses and horsemen, tanks and other equipment, all wearing breastplates, that is, armed, armored vehicles, with a great multitude, shields and helmets and swords, missiles. Amen. Now, uh, if you've read the article about the Russian-Chinese invasion of America, uh, you see a picture there of two giant hooks that God gave me back in 2008. I was walking alongside the highway, carrying a sign that said China will invade the West. And lo and behold, 
I found these two giant hooks and giant chain laying on the side of the highway. I knew, I felt with the power of the Holy Ghost that I'm supposed to pick these up and carry them down the highway with me as I continued to carry the sign saying China Milton Baby Yes. And I had been carrying the sign multiple days, multiple weeks, maybe months, and nobody had ever pulled on the side of the road to talk to me before. But that particular day, once I found the chain and started carrying the chain with me at the same time, lo and behold, a car stopped and there's people to talk to me. After they left, a second car. After they left, a third car. In the third car, there were two young men, and they asked me, wearing a Bible does it say Russia and China would invade the U.S.? At the time, I didn't know the specific scripture. But I said, look up Gog and Magog. That's Russia and China. So they left, and I went back to my tent that I was living in. I lived in a tent for seven, four years. Winter, summer, spring, fall, all year. Lived in a tent for seven, four years. Went back to my tent, and I took my own advice and looked up Gog and Magog to see where in the Bible it says Russia and China would invade U.S. And it was Ezekiel 38. Now, I didn't know anything about the hooks at the time, way back in 2008 in my early years. But lo and behold, right there, within a matter of just a few minutes of telling them to look up the scripture, and after, after only a few minutes of having found the hooks, here I am reading the verse saying, I will put hooks in their mouth. And what this means is that God was confirming to me that this was an accurate understanding, that it was truly Russia and China. You can go by all kinds of books and websites with other people's different interpretations, but what God gives you the actual hooks, of course, is just symbolic. But once God gives you the hooks, then you know that your own target, that your own track. Amen. And what it also means is that it is not just a sod and not just the New World Order and not just the Illuminati, the Illuminati, you pronounce it, you know what I'm trying to say. It is not just wicked human beings that's going to bring about this war. Because everybody wants to point the fingers. Oh, it's the Jews. It's the Zionists. It's Israel. It's America. Or it's that wicked Assad. Or it's that wicked Putin. But the fact is, it's God himself that is going to bring this invasion. God. It's God. So people have got to stop giving so much credit to humans and human organizations and the devil. Stop giving so much credit to them. It is God himself that will bring Russia and China and Syria and Iran into Israel, America, into South Korea, into Australia, into India, into England, into Europe, because of our sins. Amen.
because of people's wickedness of abortion, Democrat Party, witchcraft, and demonic holidays that have been brainwashed into these people's heads thinking that Christmas is the birth of Christ when it is actually the birth of Satan or the anniversary of them, Adam and Eve partaking of the tree of knowledge and good and evil, the anniversary of the fall of man, the devil's celebration of the tree, the tree, the Christmas tree, with the snake around the tree, the celebration of Adam and Eve's fall. Even the Catholic Church admits that. Even the Catholic Church calls it the Feast of Adam and Eve. It is because of people's demonic holidays and self-worship and self-birthdays. It is because of women ruling the churches. It is because of the women ruling the men in the house. It is because of the men being pussy-whipped, being wimps, not not having a pair. It is because of your mama, your daddy, and even your sins, your sins, that we are going to be invaded. Look how in the Bible that the men of God cried out and said, forgive me of my sins when they were invaded. And how the prophets of God embraced that it was the sins of their nation, Israel, that brought the invasion, and how it was God that brought the invasion, how it was God that brought the Assyrians, how it was God that brought the Babylonians. Amen. Because of their own sins. We have to face the reality that America needs a good whipping for even allowing the Democrat Party to even exist, we need a good weapon, just for allowing it. Amen. But let's keep going to this. Let's get over here to Libya. It talks about it. Let's find out here. So God's going to bring it in. Let's, let's look at verse 5 now. The Persians, that's Iran, coming with Russia and China, in the war, and also the Ethiopians and the Libyans, all with helmets and shields, meaning military equipment. So what we see then is at some point of time, the alliances in Libya will be broken to form a unity on both sides with Hassan, both sides as far as the Islamic nations and the communist nations. There are only two different sides in Libya. We'll sooner or later come together in agreement to support Assad and Putin in their campaign against Israel because they understand and they realize that to defeat Israel and America, they have to combine 
forces. But first, Assad is going to get military control of Egypt and Libya. I believe that we're going to see battles very soon in the Middle East and Libya that would turn the cards in whatever direction that Assad wants it. And it may look like it's going against Assad, but it will be in his favor behind the scenes as he's playing a poker game. But ultimately, even Assad is playing into the hand of God. Amen. God knows how to play poker even better than Assad does. Amen. God is the best poker player there ever was. And Assad thinks he's playing a plan or winning him. But God is the one that gives the cards. Amen. God is the one that allows each card to be played and win. It is to be played. God is in control. God is in control. Amen. Verse 6, Gomer and all belonging to him, the house of the Tartar Gama. Some people say that might be Turkey. And from the end of the north, and all belonging to him, and many nations with you. Verse 7, be prepared, prepare yourself. You and all your multitude is assembled with you. And you should be to me for a guard. You should be prepared after many days. And he should come at the end of years. And it shall come to a land that is brought back from the sword when the people are gathered from many nations against the land of Jezreel, which has was at one time entirely desolate. And he is coming forth out of the nations, and they shall all dwell securely. And you shall go up as rain or as a storm, and shall arrive as a cloud to cover the land. And there shall be with you and all that are about you and many nations with you. Amen. Thus said the Lord Jesus, I shall also come to pass in that day that thoughts shall come up in your heart that you should devise evil devices or evil plans or goals or pursuits. And you shall say that I will go up to the rejected land. I will come upon you that are at ease and tranquility and dwelling in peace, all inhabiting a land in which there is no wall nor bars nor have they doors. So this is a prophecy that Trump will not be able to finish building the wall. That's exactly what that is, because you know what? Israel does have a wall, but America doesn't. America does have some wall, but not a complete wall. Now, the Bible is very, 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 very Detailed, very specific. And there's a reason for every little word. Amen. If it says that there is no wall, there's a reason why in a prophecy it says there is no wall. Because it is a prophecy that there won't be a wall. Amen. In other words, the border is open. Open borders, no bars. This is open borders. Why would it say that? 
unless it was significant, unless there's a reason to say that in connection with the invasion. Open borders allow an easier invasion. The truth is, and the documented fact is, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Syrians, Iranians, and Russians, and Chinese inside the United States that crossed through the Mexican border. And they are here to fight. They are here to prepare the invasion. I'm not making this up. It's extremely, extremely documented. I've seen it over and over and over. How they are constantly fighting Chinese, Russian, Syrians, and Iranians, and other Islamic and communist infiltrators that have come across that border. And they come across and they take pictures of our uh, facilities, the uh, electrical facilities, and our nuclear reactors taking pictures and drawing fl- uh, drones. Whole entire huge fleets of drones flying over nuclear reactors and electrical facilities and dams. To this day, entire fleets of drones have not been identified by our own government and our own military. That are flying over these facilities. They are mapping out and preparing for the invasion. It is coming. People all over the United States have been calling me, writing me, emailing me over the years to tell me of their dreams and their uh, their dreams and their visions of the Russian and Chinese invasion. Some of them even see involvement of Latino nations in the war as well, and Muslims with people dark skin also in military uniform in the United States. People from Cuba coming up in the invasion as well. All of this has been seen in the dreams and in the vision. This is going to happen, thus say the Lord. Amen. And where does it say the mountains? Let's just get right to that immediately. If anybody can find where it says against the mountains of Israel. That's back in verse 8, would be land over mountains. They use the word mountains. Maybe it's not an AOB. I thought it was an AOB. Say lands, just one word. Land, land, the land. Hmm. Let me, I got my New American standard here. Let me prepare it. That's why I got it sitting here, so I might as well use it there and see so I can find the exact verse. Okay, so it is verse 8 in New American Standard. says, New American Standard verse 8 says, and many days. After many days, you will be summoned. In the latter years, you will come into the land that is stored from the sword, whose inhabitants have been gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel, 
which have been continued continual ways. Okay, you gotta understand that there's more more than one tribe of Israel. So the land of Jesus. I'm gonna check that out in old Greek. Go get that folder off my desk, please, for old Greek. Let me see if I can check that out real quick. Right here, live. Amen. Thank you, Kareem. 39 verse 2. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Kareem. Also, Ezekiel 39 verse 2. Kareem, Kareem has pointed out that verse as well. 39 verse 2 says, I will assemble you and guide you and rise you up on the extremity of the north, and I will bring you upon the mountains of Jesus. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> also, I want to check real quick. This is easy check in the old Greek about um, 11, 8. No, it's not No, Ezekiel. Oh. I'm sleepy. I'm saying I want to check Daniel. That is Ezekiel I'm in. I'm not having enough coffee. Not me, silly. Okay, but thank God for Brother Kareem because he found the verse. Ezekiel 39, verse 2. I will bring you upon the mountains of Israel. So when you deal with prophecy, you got to understand that mountains is a symbol for governments and nations. And this is a pearl word, pearl. So it's more than one mountain of Israel, more than one nation of Israel, more than one tribe of Israel. And therefore, it is an invasion of America, Australia, the British Commonwealth, and England. Not only that particular verse, but the dreams and the visions and common sense. As I said at the beginning of the sermon, the great tribulation ain't going to be just in Israel, right? Amen. And also the Islamic and communist nations, they realize that the only way they can actually totally and eternally although it won't be eternal, but in their minds, eternal, control, dominate, and conquer Israel would be also to fight America. Because when they fight Israel, we're going to be there instantly, right? So if we're going to be there instantly, it will be an American war as well. That's common sense. Not everything has to be written out in black and white in the Bible. Now, everything has to be written in black, uh, red, blue, red, and white in the Bible. Common sense has to be used as well. You fight Israel, you fight America. Let's go back to Daniel. 
verse 12, uh, chapter 12, Daniel 12. So I want to point out about the many ships as well. Daniel 11, that is, chapter 11. Verse 40, Daniel 11, verse 40. That the king of the south, which is Egypt, the king of Egypt and the king of the north, that is Egypt and NATO both, coming against Assad with all of this equipment, chariots, horsemen, and many ships. So, I've got to make two points here. One is that Egypt is singled out in that verse. And there has to be a reason for that. Whereas the king of the north is not singled out, not even old Greek identifies him. But God identified him to me years ago that it is talking about NATO, which includes America and Turkey. So, the second point, other than Egypt being singled out, is that there are many ships. So this would be the NATO alliance coming against Assad. So this is connected here. This situation with Libya and Egypt and Greece will blow up into a NATO situation and somehow or another bring us against Assad as well as Assad against Egypt. And Egypt is going to do something that is provoking in order to invade Assad. And it looks like that the first move of military will be on the side of Egypt and NATO. And the Assad will respond to that with defense and going beyond the fence to on, onto the offensive, which was his plan anyway. It's significant that Egypt is singled out. That tells us that there is going to be a major, major role that Egypt plays. So that tells me that at <clears throat> We must keep our eye on Egypt and Libya both. Now, this revelation helps us to understand that we're now much closer to the strong delusion of 2 Thessalonians 2, the abomination of desolation. If we had truly and fully understood Revelation 6, verse 8, if we had understood that that involved a pandemic, then we would have known that the strong delusion wasn't going to be in 2017, 2018, and 2019. We could have known that if we had fully understood Revelation 6, verse 8, having a connection to a pandemic. In the same way, if we had understood Daniel 11, verse 40, being Egypt, which we did not understand yet, if we had understood the connection of Egypt and Libya, then we could have also understood that the strong delusion could not have happened in those previous years. But now that we do understand 
both of these prophecies. Now that we do understand Revelation 6, verse 8, the pandemic, pandemic is here. It has been fulfilled. And now that we understand Daniel 11, to some extent, that we must keep our eyes on Libya and Egypt, that also is coming to fulfillment now, much more than ever before. Now, there's been a war in Libya for nine years, but only in these past few months has that war really, really taken off and really become a very serious worldwide problem, worldwide problem, as in World War III. Because you've got how many nations involved there, and this is probably not even a complete list. As far as real nations, wait, we can count the UN as a nation, a national power, and the EU as well. That would be two. Turkey is three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, at least fifteen. At least fifteen nations that are involved in the Libyan conflict. That's world war. You've got that. You've got the Iranian situation. You've got the, the uh, more direct Syrian situation as well. So we are now better aligned for the fulfillment of Perm than ever before. Amen. This confirms that we are now much closer to the strong delusion. And therefore, I do believe that it is an extremely strong possibility of the fulfillment of PERM to finally come in this next PERM of 2021, which would be March 27th and March 28th, 2021. I am not saying, the said the Lord, I am not saying that this will be it, but I am saying that we are now better aligned than ever before in all of human history, better aligned than in the past few years, better aligned than last year even, for the fulfillment now that we're seeing Egypt and Libya come to the forefront of the news, seeing with our own eyes the fulfillment of things lining up to spill over into the God Magog war. Now, what I'm looking for and what you need to look for is anything in the news where there is more intense fighting in Libya, more equipment, more ships, more ammunition, which happens every day. Every bit of this happens. So all that's going to continue to increase and increase until there's something that will be a straw that breaks the camel's back. Let's just keep an eye on the whole situation. Now, we still don't understand all the statistics. A lot of times when Jesus first shows us something, we don't understand all of it. But soon after the first initial revelation, 
that Jesus reveals more to us, we'll begin to understand more and more in following days in these upcoming weeks and months ahead. I don't understand fully precisely how all of this is going to occur with Lydia and Egypt. But now that we know that we're going to need to watch those nations, God will give us the understanding when it comes time. We will need, before strong, before strong delusion can be fulfilled, we will need to see some major military movements dealing with those nations. And I do believe that we're already in the works of seeing that. I do believe that what we're seeing even this week are steps toward complete fulfillment. I believe in these next few months, you're going to see an extreme chaos after the November elections in America. And that chaos won't be limited to just the United States. And this is a declared prophecy that I am declaring, have declared, and repeat that we will see extreme chaos in America and beyond after the November presidential elections. It doesn't take a prophet to declare that. It only takes common sense. Because we see in the news the evidence, the proof, that the leftists, the Democrats, the Nazis, the communists, and the Muslims, the so-called Black Lives Matters, and Antifa, that they are organizing and planning for mass chaos after the November election. They are planning for it. We know it. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. It doesn't take a profit to know this. And then after that, we're going to get closer and closer to the end of March. We would definitely see more movement in Libya, Egypt, Syria, Iran, in response to whatever happens in the American election. What happens to America happens to the whole world, that it influences the whole world. Amen. And what that means to us as well is we need to prepare. Now, some people got all the supplies that they could ever wish for, but most people don't have all the supplies they need. So I'm speaking in general. In general, most people need to learn more and buy more supplies. Go get, uh, go practice up on hunting and fishing, how to build a campfire, how to cook over the fire. Uh, a Feast of Tabernacles is coming out. We're all going to be go camping. If anyone cannot afford it, Please contact me, and the ministry might be able to help you out with some finances to help you go camping for the Feast of Tabernacles. I'm throwing that offer out there, and I don't want anyone using an excuse that I can't afford it. The offer is on the table. If the ministry can help you, obey God. We're here to help you. We help people we've never even met before in our lives. 
So, yes, I am definitely willing to help my own brothers and sisters. Amen. Those that are willing to serve the Lord and keep his commandments, if you pursue a way, a way is made for you. Amen. So the Feast of Tabernacles, which I would rather call the Fiesta, that's the word God gave me. That great celebration, we've got our campsites reserved. And I've been wanting to go to that particular campsite for a long time. And I finally was able to reserve it this year. Close to a nice, huge river, and we're going to do some fishing, and we might fry us up some fish and um, go hiking and um, make sure everybody in my group knows all the edible plants and how to use it for medicine and food. Make sure everybody in my group knows how to build a fire and keep it going. Make sure everybody in my group knows how to pitch up a tent and take it down and fold it for uh, preservations of the tent. Amen. Special sermons. But before we get to the Feast of Tabernacles, we first got to get to the Fiesta of Trumpets next Friday. Next Friday is the Fiesta of Trumpets, and that will picture uh, the opening of the seventh seal, the blowing of the seven trumpets, which will, which will actually and literally occur on that date of some future year. The Fiesta of Trumpets will be the opening of the seventh seal and the beginning of those seven trumpets of whatever year that happens. So it's a very significant date. And I believe the Fiesta of Trumpets is the true birthday of Jesus Christ. I might be wrong, but I believe that is his birthday. And that's going to be Friday, September the 18th. And we'll have special services that day. So we'll have services both Friday and Saturday next weekend. Now, on Saturday, it would be our normal time at 2 o'clock in the afternoon in the Eastern time zone. But Friday, any time that it's a special service on a day that we don't normally broadcast, it's 7 in the morning. So that Friday was 7 in the morning, which in Jamaica is 6 in the morning. So we're going to make an exception to our brothers and sisters in Jamaica. If you want to just stay home that Friday, that's up to you and listen on the internet since it's going to be 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but if you want to go ahead and meet together that morning, that's up to y'all. And then Saturday, definitely meet up together. But either way, please be listening to the live worship services, even at 6 in the morning, whether you're home or whether you're out in the park. Please listen to the live worship services for uh, the special holy day. Okay, we are in the process of transferring all the worship music into a, a different frequency. Uh, 432, is that right? Yeah. Because uh, we had learned in the recent weeks and months that the frequencies of music can influence you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, your health. And uh, turns out that back in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, that the Rockefeller Foundation 
helped to establish a, a standard frequency for music, which is 440 hertz. And a lot of people say that that is not, not a natural frequency, that it needs to be 432. So we're in the process of changing all the worship music to the 432 more natural, more healthy frequency. And once we get all this done, we're going to upload it and make that link available for everybody to download all the music, all the music that we have, which is more than just the songbook, uh, in the 432 frequency, and then everybody can go download all the music all at one time in the frequency of 432, which might be healthier. Now, if this is just phony baloney, then so be it. It won't hurt us. It won't hurt us to have the frequency in the 432. If anything, it may help us to feel better, have more energy, sleep better, so forth. And uh, so I don't think we can do wrong with this. There's no bad fruit that could come from it. If anything, it would only be good fruit that would come from it. I do believe there may be some, something behind it, and it's worth uh, trying it out. I have social media groups for many, many, many different topics on MeWe.com, and you can find the links to most of those groups on our main ministry website, ISawTheLightMinistries.com. Okay, uh, we're going to get all of this uh, uh, on the website, everything, not, not everything I've said today, but these notes and everything, we're going to try to get it. We've got several other articles coming forth as well. Oh, so much to do, praise the Lord. And we're going to get this and other articles on the website uh, sooner or later so that uh, you can read all this, study all this better, okay? I thank you for listening. I hope that you will enjoy the rest of the seventh day. <clears throat> I hope you'll be able to eat something, something really, really, really yummy. Have a good time, rest, and worship. I let the people over in Korea and Australia get to bed or get up out of bed, whichever the case may be for you at this time of like 5 o'clock in the morning. But anyway, I'll let you go. Thank you very much. I love you, everyone. And we're ending this sermon. Have a good day. Amen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.